this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the National Tsunami podcast. Today and tomorrow, we are offering five conversations from episode 25, our same-day coverage of the nice guidance on use of FibroScan to detect advanced fibrosis and cirrhosis outside specialist and secondary care settings. This conversation starts with my closing question. Given all the constraints and challenges, if the four of us reconvened in 18 months, how would the UK have progressed on this question? And how so 18 months after that? The answers from our three panelists and I vary, but mostly center on issues of screening, issues of care, and issues of data and analysis. As I noted at one point during the podcast, Jeff Lazarus reported back in 2021 that the UK scored higher than any other country in its preparation for the Nash pandemic, although it scored only 50 points on a 100-point scale. The joint NICE guidance and NHS funding initiative have the potential to boost that score significantly and start to build a demonstration model for other countries. Done right, it's an exciting prospect, if a challenging one. So just sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, visualize what this could be, and when you're done, join the conversation in our LinkedIn discussion group. This has been a fantastic conversation. I have different thoughts about what the final question might be, but I guess mine is realistically, given all the constraints and all the opportunities that we're describing here, if these four people got together in 18 months, how would we have progressed? And if 18 months is too short a time window for a lot of progress, how about 18 months after that? Uh, Brave one, go first. Give me both an 18 and a 36-month answer, please. Vanessa Hebditch. It's a, it's a big question, isn't it? I mean, I believe that we are gaining traction. I believe that there is a moment momentum in this country where liver disease is being talked about more. Things like the fact that we are, um, and actually part of what's driving that in the UK is actually NHS England's early detection of liver cancer programme, which is actually driving work in early detection, which seems quite odd, but by whatever means necessary to get change. So I, if you're asking me, I, I am hopeful that we are we are moving more. I mean, I know, for example, when, since we have seven areas, which have changed colour in terms of our map, which from the survey that I've just mentioned, where they have now either introduced a full pathway or a partial pathway since we surveyed. So I think we are seeing change. It's not as fast as I would like, but I do believe that there is change happening. Jeff McIntyre from Global Liver Institute, who appears with us from time to time, has suggested that at the end of the day, we're all treating liver cancer here. To which my answer has been, well, we're all treating the obesogenic cancers here and liver is one of them, but hardly the only one. Early detection of liver cancer as a route in makes all the sense in the world, frankly. A tremendous amount of sense. It's, it's not It's not paradoxical at all, at least the way I, I would look at this. Louise will go ahead. Louise Campbell. I think I'll follow on from Vanessa. We've opened the windows to look into liver health now as part of healthcare in a real way. Can we really grab that and start to put the proper pathways? I don't want it to be immediate in the context of too quick. We need to put the foundations in. I think we need to build it correctly because too often do we do things too rapidly, half-cocked, and then it doesn't achieve what we want it to achieve. Will is absolutely correct at the beginning. We need to take the data from this. We need to have a really robust system where we report to. NHS England did it very well, if not overly well, for the hepatitis C process. And I think we can learn lessons from that about how we can all share data and put it into one central source to get the best outcomes. Because we are going to change the world of liver if we get this right in the UK 
for middle and low income countries who will not get the access to the very expensive drugs in the way that we do, who can change life with earlier detection and management of disease because of the things that we can evidence base. It is more than just a UK centric policy. NICE is watched around the world. And if we get this correct, Jeff Lazarus's will wish list to get pathways globally can actually be achieved from this because we can show what can work, but we can also see if we get it right what doesn't work. And I think in the first 18 months, let's put the foundations into place. Let's get the money into the right areas to allow everybody to have a green spot on the British Liver Trust where they can all get access to fibre scan. And then we can sort out the right people with the right fibre scans and take all of that data. But let's do it in a measured way that ensures the quality of what we're doing. Well, William Elazawi. So I'm harking back to, you know, whenever you get a, I'm an academic, right? So when you get a nice big grant and it's brilliant, okay, and you sort of, it's a fall to your knees moment. And then you realise, crikey, I'm going to have to deliver. I'm going to have to do all of that stuff that I said. And that's why I think we should take the win, enjoy the badge, enjoy the recognition and now deliver. So in 18 months time, what I want to see is I would like to see a lot of very, very tired liver professionals because they've done essentially shoe leather hepatology and they've gone out to primary care. They've spoken to their colleagues. They've explained that actually you're allowed to look at liver disease in your patients, whether it's primary care diabetes uh, assessments like we're doing, whether it's the patients living with psoriasis who also have a fatty liver, etc, etc. So I think we're going to have, in 18 months, we're going to have a lot of very tired people who have gone out and worked really, really hard to convince everybody that assessing for liver disease matters and is feasible. In 36 months' time, what I'm hoping is two things will have happened. One, we will have moved away from the liver the paradigm of every single disease is a separate specialty to thinking actually we prevent liver cancer Roger you said, decompensated liver disease, end stage liver disease and then we work backwards, sure we've found somebody at risk of liver disease, it's their B control that, it's their C cure that, it's their NAFOLD let's do something about that and the other part of what I think we'll be doing in 36 months time is using that assessment of liver fibrosis to choose a treatment so there will be, either you do their diabetes differently or you do the social prescribing differently or maybe one of the new liver specific drugs will be available as well but knowing what the fibrosis level in your patient is will help you choose the medicine off the shelf absolutely I want so no one's going to hold me to those so I can say, well, you what, can I like. say what you like I just want smoke coming out of my fibroscan machines because they're being used so much and what part of the thing is that each machine should do 500 scans well I could do 500 scans in 16 days that's how much work 500 scans is well, one of the things that I'd just like to echo that that Will just said, where we see change happening is where secondary care has gone out and engaged with primary care. What's slightly sad about our map, which we've coloured green for where there's a full pathway, amber for where there's a partial pathway and red for where there's no pathway, is I can look at almost every green bit and go, oh yes, that's John Dillon's work up in Dundee. Oh, yes, that's the Nottingham Scarred Liver Project. And I can point out every green bit and sort of recognise who's led that. But I think what that says to me is those people have achieved change and they are driving change. Yes, we need to evidence-base the different approaches, but they are showing that change can happen. And so we need to look at those people and um, follow their example. So, Vanessa, I'm glad you did that because I wasn't sure how I was going to answer my own question. And I think you just helped me. Okay. 
Louise used the metaphor of drop a pebble in a pond before to describe the pebble being liver disease and the pond being all the other things that radiate out in the sense that we'll describe somewhat in his final answer. I'm going to use it differently. The pebble is all your green dots. And what would be great is if over the next 18 months, green radiated more widely in the UK and encouraged the rest of the world to start to understand what was possible so that the UK could then become a larger boulder in a global pond and start to radiate out from there. Now, that's really my John Lennon imagined moment. Okay. And and I'm sorry, that's nothing to do with punk rock, Vanessa, please forgive me. But yeah, I, I think you have, uh, going back to where Will started, done cautiously and done appropriately, an opportunity to educate yourselves in the world, really, on what's right. And that would be fantastic. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded the conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. Next week, we continue our Easel Congress previews. Until then, stay safe, surf on, and we'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.